One of my most favorite quotes, one that has guided my life for years, is a samurai proverb. You've heard me reference it numerous times throughout the podcast. Civilize the mind, but make savage the body. In today's episode, I'll break down the two different parts to this proverb, and I'll discuss the elements that I utilize to make sure that I'm living by this ancient code. firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Being a firefighter takes more than brains or brawn. It takes both. To think that you can be a muscle head without having to apply a working knowledge of your craft is ignorance, and it's dangerous. At the same time, thinking you can spend 45k on a master's degree in zoology while holding expectations of success within the fire service is equally as preposterous. It takes people who are both mentally and physically capable. People often don't understand what it is that we do nor do they understand what it takes to obtain a career in the fire service. But boy, do they expect us to perform in their time of need. The balance we strike between being civilized and being savage is something that we must constantly be working on. We can't just achieve balance, right? We have to be constantly vigilant of it. Think of balancing on a basketball. Is it possible? Yes. However, it's not like you can just lock in and remain balanced on top of that basketball forever. You've got to make continual adjustments and micro-corrections towards staying on top of it without falling off. And the same goes for us in the fire service. We need to make constant micro-corrections, and sometimes we need to make some serious arm-flailing corrections to keep us balanced. Nevertheless, it is a constant effort, constant correction, right? From what I've witnessed over the past five to eight years, there's an entitlement mentality encroaching upon our sacred profession. People, quote, fake it until they make it, right? And you've heard my opinion on this saying. When I hear it, I cannot help but stifle my vomit. The ones who subscribe to this way of thinking will spew it all day long. Then, when they make it, they continue to fake it. It's a tragedy, really. Then... Those people's mentality and methods are confirmed when they get recognized or promoted. 
I've heard preposterous statements like, we've got to promote that person to get them out of the field because they're dangerous. So the answer to this is to promote them? Unbelievable. What this does is it sanctions and validates incompetence. And what happens when you keep promoting people like that? You get a whole administration full of promoted people who are incompetent and who absolutely destroy a culture. Now, what does any of this have to do with today's topic? Well, a lot, actually. If we invite people into our organizations who display an imbalance or even an absence in humility in willingness to acknowledge and work on that imbalance, then we allow the destruction of our culture and our organizations. People treat hiring new candidates like it's a crapshoot, when in reality, it's very easy to validate and vet potential 25-year hiring errors. When you put a, a, an interview panel of turd bags <laughs> on the board to interview potential candidates, guess who they're going to hire? They're not going to hire people who, who make them look like crap, right? So at the very highest standard, they're going to hire people that, that remind them of themselves or are just subpar, right? Because A, they think they're awesome, and B, they don't want to be outshone. We have to be willing to cut those people loose. What good is an academy if we don't hold our recruits to a standard and we just accept their poor performance, their poor attitudes, and poor behaviors? It's those qualities of balance in mind and might that should be focused on and hailed, even a basis for our recruitment process. We've got to ask ourselves, what kind of culture do we want? Do we want to propagate the toxicity that we experienced in the fire academy? Do we want to propagate and just pass the torch of toxicity? Or do we want to build a new culture that stands as a signal fire to other agencies? It seems like the choice is easy to me. Kind of blatant, right? Build a pyre by being the example of balance. Drench it in the oil of continued practice and propagation and light it with the open practice of what you're preaching. Do you want to know how to do all that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's start off with talking about what we can do to civilize our minds. Number one, read books. You can hear me say this all the time. There's no arguing it, really. There really isn't. And if you're going to argue reading books doesn't help you, well, then that's just subscribe to ignorance. I don't know what to tell you. Read anything and everything. Open your mind. The more open you are to understanding, the more of an asset you are to those around you you're also less of a liability. I'm asking you, right now, I'm asking you listening, what's the last book you read? If you're struggling to answer that question, then make it a goal today to find and purchase a new book to read. But Ryan, I don't like to read. It's so boring. I don't have time. Blah, blah, blah. All these are excuses. And the last time I checked, we were in the business of solving problems, not making excuses. There's an unbelievable amount of information out there, at the ready, at our fingertips. And if you don't have time to read, then get a subscription to Audible and download some audiobooks. Listen to them on the way to work. Listen to them while you work out, or while you check the truck off, or while you're doing station chores. There is plenty of time to listen to books and or read books. The time is there if you make an effort to find it. Number two. Start meaningful conversations. 
I just recently taught a class on paramedic skills where near the end of the day, the students and some of the instructors were all sitting around waiting for the class to be over. Now, there was still some students finishing up at a skill station, so that's why they were kind of hanging out. And I walked into the room and I observed that everyone was on their phones, instructors and students. So I thought I'd start a conversation. I started asking students why they were in the paramedic program. I didn't tell war stories about myself. I didn't talk about why I became a paramedic. I asked questions. And I asked questions about them, not me. Not long after I started this dialogue, I realized that the entire class had pulled up chairs and was starting to engage in the conversation. It was a moment where we bonded with the students and where they bonded with each other. It's something that happens less and less in our phone-obsessed age. So I challenge you here and now, the next time you're sitting with your crew or even your family, start asking some questions. And they can be super weird, random questions or completely unrelated to the job. Honestly, I find those questions to be the best. So just start asking questions. Number three, engage in meaningful dialogue online. This is very specific, online. Don't be a troll, all right? Don't be that guy. Don't stir the shit just to do it, all right? Don't be that guy. Don't be the guy who starts a long and needless argument where both parties will just hunker down in their original opinions. Instead, engage in positive and meaningful dialogue purposefully. Ask questions. Give compliments. Tell someone that you found value in their openness and what it is that they shared, a story, a recipe, whatever it is. Validate the people online who have had an impact on you. Even if it's someone you think that's totally out of your reach. I've reached out to some really incredible people and have gotten some amazing personal messages back from them. Authors on several books I've read. Um, I listen to Ed Milet a lot. I reached out to him. He got back to me. It's crazy. Just reach out. I've been able to have some real conversations with these people and have been able to line up some opportunities to have those people on the podcast. There's no harm in reaching out to people and telling them how they add value to your life. There's only opportunity. Number four, study and learn new things. Take classes. Take classes through the local college or even some random online course. Maybe you want to learn how to take better pictures. Maybe you want to learn another language. Whatever it is, take the step and make a commitment to learning something new. This wakes up your ability and readiness to learn new things in all kinds of different arenas. The more you can maintain a learning mentality, the more you will be able to keep your mind ready to learn new things. Kind of obvious, right? And yet, people just check the boxes. And they do so for the most superficial reasons. I know people who went to paramedic school just to earn the stipend. They, they saw it as like, a, as like a promotion, which those of us who are paramedics understand that paramedic is not a rank. It's a certification. It's not a rank. So if I'm a paramedic and you're a BLS guy, I don't outrank you. If we're both firefighters, now firefighter, that's a rank. But if I'm a firefighter paramedic, I don't outrank you. I don't have the entitlement or the ability or nobility to dog on or like mean mug or talk down to BLS providers. That's something a jackass does. Now, someone, some, some people would argue that there's nothing wrong with, you know, going to paramedic school to earn more money. And 
I'm not, I'm not demonizing the fact that you earn more money by having more responsibility. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is those people aren't doing it to enhance themselves or become more of an asset to their community. They're focused solely on themselves. Their motivations are selfish. When you focus on what you benefit rather than what you can offer as an asset, you're more likely to cut corners and be of the fake it till you make it crowd. Now that's statistically proven. This paves the way for character and integrity problems. I'm being forced to take a class right now to give you a little story. I'm being forced to take a class right now that is supposed to teach me how to teach a fire science class at the local community college. Now, the thing is, I've been teaching there for about 10 years. I've had my fire one and two instructor cards and certifications for over 10 years. Now, this class was only recently made mandatory by the new program director at the college, which is the reason I've never taken it before. And honestly, I think it was created for this specific reason. And I think it's only like a four, like a few years, if not months old. Everything this class is asking me to do, I've already done. I've already created syllabus. I've already created lesson plans. I've already created flyers for the program. I've done all these things. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I've got like all the work is done, right? I just need to turn it in at the end of the class. But really, I'm paying close to $400 to check a box of something that I've been doing for over 10 years. However, that doesn't mean that I can or should disregard it due to my ego and my experience. There's still something I can learn or something that I can refine. And I'm looking for those opportunities to learn something new that sets people like you and me apart from the ones who just check the box. Now, fortunately, my organization does tuition reimbursement, so I'll be compensated for my time and money. But still, there are opportunities all around us to learn something new. Now, let's talk about some things we can do to make savage our bodies. Number one, exercise. Duh, right? This is an obvious one, but one that is practiced far less than it should be by firefighters around the world. Make a plan, put it into action, and be consistent. Not much more needs to be said here, right? I've gone on and on about this. You can go back, you can listen to specific episodes where I talk just about this. You guys know it. Exercise. Number two, train. Now there's a difference between exercising and training. Train to do the job you were hired to do. Learn about the new trends in training and the materials that are coming out. Learn about new tools, learn about new apparatus, and new gear that would help you be better at your job. Adaptability is the name of the game. Now, doesn't that sound ironic? If it's two things firefighters hate, it's change and the way things are. Those of us who remain adaptable will be the ones who leave a legacy of what should be rather than dreams of what could be. One of the things I've participated in several times are OCRs or obstacle course races. Now, things like Spartan Race or Tough Mudders, they're, they're all out there. I'm not sure what's going on right now with them in regards to COVID. I actually did a, uh, a virtual Tough Mudder uh, last month and I got the, the medal and all of that stuff. There's a lot of virtual races going on out there. So I would advise you to check those out too. Um, these races make a purposeful effort to make sure you don't know what's coming. Now, the purpose of these races is to challenge your adaptability. Sure, you can cheat and look online and see what the obstacles are, or 
You can sign up, you can make a commitment, and put your body and mind through the gauntlet of the unknown. Refine yourself. Refine your abilities. Become the asset you know yourself to be. Number three, focus on nutrition. You don't get to eat yourself into obesity or COPD or a heart attack and then get to blame everyone else for your situation. All right, I'm going to get on a little bit of a high horse here because this is super important to me. We literally are what we eat. If you think that your family, your crew, and your constituents deserve a firefighter made of pizza dough, then you're in the wrong business. Go start a pizzeria, right? The excuses abound. Obesity runs in my family. No, obesity runs in your family because nobody runs in your family, okay? Parents who eat like crap teach their kids to eat like crap. Break the cycle. Be the example and stand for something more. Elevate your status. Elevate your standard. You don't get to go stand on a crumbling edge and then blame the edge when it falls out from underneath you, right? You're the one that stepped out onto it. Your health is your responsibility. And this kind of reminds me, this may seem a little insensitive here, but this kind of reminds me of the people who are blaming COVID for their relatives' death and for all of these people's deaths going on, right? Oh, COVID killed them. This is going to sound insensitive, like I said, but if you've lived a life of neglecting your body and you collect diseases like someone would collect baseball cards, I'm talking COPD, sleep apnea, coronary artery disease, diabetes, hypertension, then you have no right to blame COVID for your death. The bill for your borrowed time comes due. Now, I understand that some of those things are hereditary, but that doesn't mean you're a prisoner to them. That doesn't mean you can't do anything about it. You have sleep apnea. You know what? There's a direct correlation between sleep apnea and obesity, sleep apnea and being overweight and high fat percentage. So do something about it. Coronary artery disease runs in your family. Well, guess what? Exercise, do cardio, eat right. Same goes for diabetes and hypertension. Now there's a certain kind of diabetes that you can't do anything about. I get it. But that other kind, guess what? It's up to you. Stop sucking down Snickers bars. Knock it off. You have control. To act like you just don't have control of anything is you giving up. That's ridiculous. And that kind of mentality is not A, going to get you into the fire service, and B, it sure as hell is not going to keep you there. You don't get to live loosely and then expect you can tighten things up come game day. Too many of us in the fire service are playing that game, and too many of us are dying earlier than we should because of it. Our responsibilities as firefighters shouldn't be limited by our lack of physical ability or mental understanding. We should be the professionals that the public and our crew expect us to be. And if you aren't expecting that of yourself, then you need to take a look in the mirror and you've got some serious work to do. I don't tell you these things to guilt you into action, but if that works, so be it. You should want to do these things on your own because you hold the mantle of firefighter or you're trying to hold that mantle. It's a profession that's respected worldwide. Do not tarnish that reputation and do not take that respect for granted. Remember, you're not in this alone. I'm here. The rest of the people in this Ignited Podcast community are here. So join the community online. Click the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash 
Ignited Firefighter Podcast community. Here you can connect with me, you can connect with firefighters from all over the world, you can gain some perspective, gain some new insights on what's going on in the firefighting world, and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about maintaining and fostering the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me. Reach out, guys. Engage with me and the rest of the group. This is a perfect way to exercise some of the things that I went over today. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.